to the Teach Happier podcast. I'm Suzanne Daly, your delighted host. Let's get into the healthiest headspace and heart space for our upcoming week working in schools, whatever our important role may be. Last week, we learned that we are not a triangle. In other words, we don't have to triangulate ourselves and make ourselves the third point when we notice a person or people having an issue. And this little shift in thought can help conserve our limited time, energy, and sanity. This week, we're going to begin with a quote I love. And here it is. I am totally flexible as long as everything goes the way I want it. I mean, yes or yes, right? When things are going our way, we are wonderful versions of ourselves. We are patient, anchored, aligned, all of it. What happens when things go off course a bit? How do we perceive and handle life's interruptions? Think about the last time you were driving and there was a detour. Ugh, the worst. So annoying. I mean, we eventually get to where we need to go, but detours just throw us off course and it doesn't always feel good. It's really easy to feel frustrated and annoyed when things don't go as planned. So I want to share a little story of a literal detour that happened just a couple of weeks ago. Now, there's a few characters in this story, so try and stay with me. I went to pick up my daughter Emerson and her friend Alon out in town, which is like a 10-minute car ride. Easy. On my way out the door, Pat asks me, Can you pick up Keegan? That's our son's best friend. He's at the YMCA and he needs a ride. Sure. Keegan's like our third kid. So... Take a little detour, drive a different way, and get Keegan. Once Keegan comes into the front seat, he thanks me, and I tell him, all right, we're going to go get Emerson and Alon in town. So we start heading into town. We're like three or four minutes away. About a minute into driving into town, Keegan's phone rings because the boy's buddy, Moose, just the best kid ever, Moose calls. Now, please note, Ryan is nowhere in the car while all this is occurring. Keegan listens to Moose and I hear him say, okay, hang on, maybe Mrs. Daly can get you. So Keegan says, Mrs. Daly, Moose's mom is stuck at work. Can you get him at the Y too? Yep. So Keegan and I turn around, away from town, drive the three to four minutes in the wrong direction to pick up Moose. So Moose now piles in the back seat. Can I just tell you how much I adore my kids' friends? So the three of us, me, Keegan, Moose, we are making our way into town now to get Emerson and Alon. And we're so late. And we are howling at the current situation. Now, all kinds of tomfoolery start to unfold with these two eighth grade boys and me. Like, Moose is now disguising himself in his hoodie in the back seat, and Keegan's FaceTiming Ryan to see if he can guess the mystery person that we just picked up. I mean, ridiculous. Hilarious. Delightful. So we finally get into town and pick up Emerson and Alan. Those two squeeze into the car and it makes no sense to them that it is so full. And as you can imagine, the ridiculousness just endures as we are driving to our house, which is about 10 minutes away as a carload of five. The laughter, 
the middle school dumbness, and the sibling-like razzing that was happening among all four kids was unexpected, unplanned, and yet a memory I'm always going to remember and treasure. Let's revisit that quote. I'm flexible as long as everything goes exactly the way I want. Well, that wasn't the case. This car ride of multiple detours literally tripled the time I was in the car. And it also tripled my happiness because of the way I perceived it. So this literal detour got me thinking about metaphorical detours that we encounter at school or at home. When we are unexpectedly taken off course, which we are often, how can we perceive that in an effort to arrive at an even better destination? Here are two examples of metaphorical detours just this week. And I'm sure a version of these has happened to you too. Here's one from school. I was teaching a sixth grade lesson and we were comparing and contrasting two poems. Now, when I go teach in classrooms, like I've got to come correct because I'm supposed to be the instructional coach, right? So I planned a really good lesson and I knew the direction we were going. I had a PowerPoint. It was like chef's kiss beautiful. But guess what? And you can probably already guess. My students were asking questions that I didn't anticipate. And it took us way off course, out of the PowerPoint, in a totally different direction. But these questions actually deepened our understanding and got us to a much better place than I intended. Delightful. On Tuesday, this is a personal example, It was like super packed at work, and then the afternoon was slammed, just shuffling my kids around. And a lot of thought had to go into how I was going to get everyone where they needed to be. But then, unexpectedly, a dear friend needed me, like immediately. I was initially flustered with, oh my gosh, how am I going to do all these things? But instead of viewing this detour as a distraction or an annoying rerouting, I looked at it as an opportunity to connect and strengthen a really important relationship. I took a deep breath, reset, rearranged, and created space for my beloved friend. This detour delighted my heart in the most beautiful ways. Happiness isn't a destination. It's a direction. Even when things don't go exactly the way we want and life hands us some unexpected detours, whether they're literal or metaphorical? What can we do to look around and find just a little bit of beauty that we wouldn't have seen on the original journey? Now, this takes some work, but this is a shift in thought that can make a measurable difference in how we move through our days at school and at home. So our invitation this week, when things don't go exactly how we planned, how do we catch ourselves and consider What could the universe be unfolding for us or putting in front of us during this detour that otherwise wouldn't be there if things went just as we planned? Now, can we find delight in all of our unexpected interruptions? Well, of course not. And I would be rolling my eyes at myself if that was the advice. In this space, we recognize happiness as a discipline. And this little shift in thought can help us become a little stronger mentally and emotionally. How can you scan to find some delight in the detours? Small shifts bring the biggest gifts. We'll see you next week. 
Thanks for listening to this week's Teach Happier episode. If you'd like to connect further, hop on over to SuzanneDaily.com or catch me on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter.